You could tell a man about a distance travel. I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm always, I'm a nerd. I always want to learn. And whenever you stop learning, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you die. What up, what up, guys? It's your boy, Alu. Yo, it's your boy, Ron. And what are amateur builders? Amateur Builders is a place where you can come to get inspired by amateur creators on their entrepreneurial path. Yep. So we're going to continue sort of what we were talking about last week, um, validating your idea. Um, I think last week we talked about it very broadly. So this week we're going to go a little bit more in depth into it and just give a little more insights and details in terms of how we go about validating our own ideas. Yeah. So... For me, like, we're going to still keep it at that same kind of uh, process of, like, our skill sets. So from a marketer skill set, how obviously some of, like, what me and Alu would do in this next kind of more in-depth ideation or validation phase is going to be the same. But, like, uh, from a marketer's perspective, what I would do, uh, maybe let's just talk about, like, certain, like, my tech stack at this point. In the uh, process so i would be using um figma figma actually got a new uh feature called dev um what like does that do development mode so it just like creates uh your assets or elements which is going to be like the designs basically and it's going to output code and you choose what type of code you will like mostly html I think it have different like frameworks or libraries specifically like React and Java and JavaScript, um, and it just makes it much more easier. Obviously, it's not gonna be like fully like clean. Like you're not like a developer; mostly you're a designer. At least if you're using Figma heavily, mm-hmm. but it do kind of help in that process of like I could maybe show this. Seeing I'm a marketer, I'm not so strong on. Um, code i could probably just show uh, a developer or engineer in person at like an event like hey this is like my code base so far like do you think it looks fine the starting point yeah it's like a starting point and like a way to probably recruit him because me i'm a marketer i'm like not heavily engineer wise but i would just use that as a way to just build out like like a a first version like 0.1 or something and then just try and get that uh, code base out. But then um, for like my landing page, I will use mostly like, I see a lot of these like AI, fast paced building kind of websites. So I'll use like one called Durable. I think it's called Durable.co. It's another one called WebWave. And to be honest- It was like paid? um, I haven't checked like any of the pricing I think I just went on it from Product Hunt and I was like kind of like reading the descriptions and such. I don't know. I think it might be freemium. So, okay. um, and then lastly, I would honestly probably also use Chat GPT, not to build website or anything, but just to like cross reference like certain code if I'm stuck on it. Well, is this to like help you start like thinking about how you're going to validate the idea or is like the idea is already validated and you going about like the process yeah the idea is already validated and i'm just like creating like a a working product you could say like something that people can go to and be like it's either they're signing up from the landing page and getting on the wait list which i would 
in this stage still emphasize a lot more and push more yeah. or they're also going to get like a demo and see on the landing page the demo and just be interested that way so that's like my thought process going into it okay. and then from a marketer's perspective um for content i'm going to use google keywords google trends google search uh within search i'm going to use like competitive i'm doing competitive research so finding similar uh businesses that's doing what i'm doing or selling the product i'm selling so with that i could use like spy food uh, similar web to see their rankings um also utilize chat gpt to build content like i don't know around a certain industry or like the niche i'm gonna be in i'm gonna also use like reddit threads on like particular the t product's particular like theme or like a topic so if it's like example for us like uh today i was telling you about the idea i had if it's like fintech and split payments kind of i would look up maybe on reddit for for example like finance subreddit and see what like people are talking about in finance like yo like i hate paying for like bills right after dinner with my friends it's kind of like silly takes too much take much takes too much time yeah. looking for stuff like that looking for like kind of semantics and quality qualitative stuff like that. yeah 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 exactly so i could basically know that this thread could be where i can actually go and interact with and maybe offer the solution which is my product okay. and then analytics is google analytics that's probably going to be my main analytical platform then using native social media platforms like i think instagram have their own dashboards internally and then um whatever else like maybe WebWave, like i mentioned already have their own internal metrics to track what users are coming whatever yeah. so mostly those type of like internal or external tools and um for the most part like it's just going to be send those up like it's not necessarily i'm gonna like track automatically because remember like i kind of don't have any users yet so i'm just gonna be setting up my and like all those things i just mentioned and um everything else is usually it's just gonna still be from episode four where i'm honestly gonna go to meetups because at this point i'm gonna look for those developers like i mentioned or engineers uh they're gonna probably be a like you know conferences pitch competition and i'm still gonna chat with like potential um potential like target audience so having one one-on-one -on -one interviews and just trying to get to know them on a more like personal level and then um for the most part that would be it from like a marketer's perspective like this this is for the most part what i can do and would do within my own skill set so what about you i'll pass it to you then um so i would take a totally different approach mm. um first of all we need to like talk about like that's why i was asking earlier was like the approach that you were taking was a mostly towards products being launched, launched or, or before, is it like yeah. before or is it after yeah. so i'm still kind of like 
I want to understand that part. Is it like when you talking about that strategy that you just talked about? Is it before you launch a product or is it after? So I think with that scene that I was, I said I'll send it up. I think um it'll be before the launch. So I think it's just that after this like first initial like ideation, I think from now so, we're kind of validating. So you already have with, like an MVP done and everything. Like yeah, that? we're. We're thoroughly validating it now. Now we're just setting up like, okay, like this is kind of what I would use to like. Now I'm tracking these users. Now I'm getting feedback. Basically, now it's more thorough. So it's before the product is launched. Okay. So I'll talk about it on both perspectives. So I first will talk about before you launch a product. Um, before you launch a product, you need to like identify who is going to be utilizing the product. So let's say, for example, you're doing a beta release. You need to have identified people who's going to have access to that. So whoever is your target market, you need to identify specifically some of those people who are going to be utilizing that product. Mm -hmm. So once you have those people, you want to identify what kind of data you want to capture. So before you even send out the product, you want to make sure you know exactly what you're going to get from those people utilizing that product. So it depends. For example, let's say you have a SaaS product and your product is basically um, a mobile application. Or let's say it's a game application. You want to be able to know how the users is interacting with the, the playable characters, what they're doing with those playable characters, how they're acting with them, what are some of the things that you might have missed, um, how the player is going to utilize it. Mm. So you want to identify what kind of data you want to get from it. So once you have that sort of understanding of like, oh, this is what I'm looking for, um, you also want to be able to continuously uh, get feedback from the people who's using the product. Mm -hmm. So you want to continuously get surveys out. Even before you launch, you want to send surveys to those people, make sure you're having a, a dialogue and a conversation with them. And then while the product is out there, you want to still talk to those people who's using your product. So you want to like send out some surveys on how you're liking our product, what can mm -hmm. we make to make the product better. And then once <clears throat> the product beta release is done, you still want to continue that conversation with them. You want to keep continue talking to them, send out surveys, and make sure you just have that dialogue to understand more about the product. Yeah. Get more As much data you could get from those people utilizing your product, the better it is for you. All right. So that's important too. So then after that, you want to like, once you know sort of like all of the information that you needed to get from that beta release, you want to do some iterations to make the product better. Mm -hmm. So you're making your product better now and you actually have some sort of concise understanding of like the holes in your product and you've made that product better. Now you need to have a go-to-market strategy. So what's going to be a go-to-market strategy? Are you going to need to understand like what's the pricing, what's the right pricing model? Um, you need to have a customer journey to understand like how certain customers are gonna be looking at your product. So, a uh, quick question though: uh, Why is like iteration important to like a product for a product? Because a product is constantly in a state of changing, and if your product is not changing or improving, then it's gonna become something that people are not gonna be wanting to utilize because okay. it's like it's not meeting their needs so right. if you send out a product 
and people are saying, oh, this is not what I want, mm-hmm. and you don't iterate and you make those changes, then why would people use it? That's bad user experience. Yeah. So you constantly want to make your product as best, as better as you can. So that's the reason why you want to iterate. Okay. And is there like any uh, instances where it's going to be a reason for you not to do it? Like where it's going to be maybe like a security reason or you're just like, no, this is like a user's problem. Like you're just, you're interacting with it wrong. Like Yeah, sometimes like, like people might use the product as is not intended. Mm. So sometimes like you don't necessarily have to make all the changes. Sometimes if certain things that the users want doesn't uh doesn't align with like your product vision and like your product roadmap, then you don't necessarily need to be like, oh, we need to automatically make these changes. Right. Sometimes you just need to like stick to your guns and just build out the product as you want it to be built. Cause sometimes like like uh Henry Ford said, if I listen to what people say, they would just say they want faster horses. So sometimes people don't know exactly what they want. You get what right, I mean? Right. And what if um so what would you do in a situation where you see like your users are using the product in a different way, but you don't really want the product to be that way? Would you let them just cook and just be like, hey, this is where the direction might be? If it's like let's say you got like four hundred users to do the first like test and beta launch or whatever. Would you like, but it's a hundred users who's like, you see, obviously you're tracking it, but like you see they're using it, like doing different type of paths and you're like, wait, like this is not what you're supposed to, but they're like, they like it, like they love it. Maybe it's something then you don't know. Like I would need to take that into consideration to understand like, oh, this is not what I intended the product to be used for by the end of the day. Okay. You creating a product, you're creating a, a product or a service for the intended user. So if the user is utilizing it, that way, then I think you should actually be like, oh, this is how it should be meant to be used. Right, so right. you got to make that change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making, just giving you some caveats, like just in case the listeners want to know. Yeah, definitely. But like I was saying too, like once you have like a customer journey, so the customer journey is like different stages of how your customers is going to look at your company or your product or how they're going to interact with it. Um, some of them is going to become aware of the product. So how can you strategize around that? Want to start becoming aware of your product? How can you like utilize that? Sometimes, so it moves from like different stages. So there's awareness, consideration, um, then it goes from consideration to purchase. And then once they purchase the product, now it's like keeping them retention. Right. So yeah. once it moves from retention is like advocacy. So once they're on the platform, now you want them to advocate, uh, advertise and like talk more about your product so once you have those different stages you need to have different sort of like strategies based over the stages Mm. yeah definitely get that yeah and then there's a lot of different ways we could talk about especially for like once you have a validated idea you need to understand what's like your sales model how you're going to be like selling it to different people how you're going to acquire new users all those kind of things are strategies that you need to eventually think more about as you validating your ideas. But I think some of those things are not things we're going to cover today. We're yeah, just we talking can, about yeah. like some of the basics that I think is important when you want to like, you know, start your validating your idea and just understanding more of your product. And what would you be, what would, um, what in like your opinion would be a product where, even though we're not going to really go in depth with like 
these other topics but like that would entail like you hiring like a sales team or like a sales force to like go out and sell so if you have a, a product where it's like like SaaS or like enterprise was like when it need when there's a when the, when the product is very complex you need somebody to explain the product yeah. then i think that's when you need a sales team right so a lot of times like b2b uh products i tend to have a lot of, like big sales team because like it takes a long time for like people to ask especially for like big corporations to like want to buy certain things because like it's going to change a lot of like how they process work and all those things there's a lot of buying so, groups and it's, too. It, and it's like they spend a lot of money so it's like yeah so you got to be like convincing enough and so there's different models of it. So sometimes the best way, especially when you have a SaaS platform, is like when you have a product-led growth, when your product itself is like selling itself. So your product is like self-service where like your product is like just selling itself. It's like it's a subscription-based where it's like the product itself just speaks of its value. So you don't need people to actually pay oh, for man, it yeah. or like try to like sell you to buy. The product right. itself is like has the value in it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's more like well, it's less headache on the startup and more ease for the com the consumer. Yeah, so. if you have product that's like, especially if you go into like B two C, like you selling to customers, you want to think of a model of like what is where your product is gonna be product like growth, where like your product is gonna be selling itself. You don't need to like get a whole sales team yeah. to basically do all the selling for you. Just want to create a product where like the self service and somebody could just come. And just buy a subscription where you could just utilize it on the go. Yeah, it's very rare. Like if you would have a sales team for a B two C kind of company, like that would be kind of crazy. But I mean, it just depends. But I think B two B is mostly where you'll have sales, mm -hmm. and uh, you'll have to have those kind of um, what are they called? Customer success yeah. kind of teams. And for the most part, B two C is like like direct to consumers, like. Yeah. They have to be ease of use, user friendly, like yeah, definitely. And I also forgot to mention some of the tools that you definitely need, like to just like help you analyze some of these data. Um, there's a there's something called Looker. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Looker. Yeah. Like Studio or something like. Like Looker. But yeah, Google acquired them. I think. Yeah, yeah. So you, called, like, so you Google, Google utilizes them. So Google Data Studio. Yeah, exactly. So there's SEMrush, which allows you to like see. Um, the traffic on your website because yeah. those kind of things help you to just see like how many people is visiting the website just helps you like as much data you could get yeah that's important um hot jar it basically shows like how people are interacting with your product so that's also important um some of the platforms that i would use to help promote and like get my product out there is like linkedin LinkedIn is actually underrated is to like big, show yeah, your product, especially a B two B product. Yeah, if you consistently like now. stay on LinkedIn and like actually like interact post with people and, and like post, then LinkedIn is a big advertising platform that's really yeah. underrated in my opinion. Um, I think Ron mentioned one of them. Reddit, Reddit is very. very I think Reddit is one of those places where a lot of people stay away from because they don't understand how to utilize it, Reddit. Yeah. And the way Reddit works is like. You need to be on the ground and actually like put the work in. Cause like right. you can't just try to like sell to people. Cause like that's not yeah. the culture over there. And even if you have an ad, I don't think they're like, I don't, I don't know the metrics behind Reddit's like ad uh, platform and mm -hmm. network, but like, I just feel like 
sometimes the ads it look native, so it's like you don't really notice that it's like an ad. But yeah. sometimes it's like it's not really where people go to Reddit for. Like exactly. it's just like they go there to interact. So you can. It's probably best really to go organically on there. Like yeah, trust just try them. to go organically. Try to create a community. Yeah, for sure. And also, you can't forget Facebook. You know, that's still that the biggest still big, right? advertisement marketplace. And TikTok. TikTok that's that would be like right now, in my opinion, TikTok is the best place to promote anything. Yeah, Literally. for free, like, even like us organically. Right now, we're using TikTok to post our clips. And right. It's doing numbers. Like doing it's doing numbers. it's doing okay. So it's just And like, it's not even like it's paid. It's just, yeah, like, it's just like so imagine just if you go it. paid, it's exactly. gonna boost and show it up often. Like definitely. And I think like one of the things I forgot to also say is like creating a product roadmap is very important. So it's like especially when you launch a product, you need to have sort of like a roadmap in terms of like how you're going to add on features to help make the product better. And also having like a product vision is also very key and essential. It just like helps overall create a culture and like uh, an understanding of like what your product is going to be. Right. So when you're validating your ideas, some of those things are very important to like stick to like what the product and stuff is. Yeah, I agree for sure. Because, you know, you're going to like, that's why I kind of threw that caveat to like, you know, so you guys can you know listen and see and like understand like from us like what we think if someone throws because it's pretty standard. I think like if you see a product, if you wanted the vision to be here, but maybe you like getting the you getting the metrics and you see like mm-hmm. oh I didn't think you could use it in this way. Now you have to kind of switch. So your vision kind of have to switch. You yeah. can't really be so hard headed like. No, nah, I have to be this. I, I don't. I don't want to solve the solutions. Like, yeah, you want to be there for the users, not just like I screwed them. Like, this is my product. I'm a, yeah. you know, defeats the purpose of you launching a business. So. That's a fact. And this is just like some of the things that we've learned on our own journey. Um, like I always say at the end of each episode, if you guys have a different outlook on how to do some of these things, just put them in the comments. Yeah, let us you know. know. Definitely know. still learning and. Yeah. But and um, the thing is that like this is not like think about like especially with products is like in the product sector or like the product um sort of like field in itself is like there's so much information. I don't think we covered even like Yeah, a honestly bit of it. we was talking so before so much it's to too much about. to talk about. That's yeah, why so. sometimes it might drag on is like oh you might think of something new way because like for me, at least, I know my brain is always on fire, like, thinking about how I could use this, too. Like, yeah. how I use that. So, it's all, like, ad hoc. It's all, like, up to you and what you're... It also depends on, like, the sector that you're in. So, yeah. Um, it depends on the sector that you're in, what kind of product you're building. Are you um, D2C? Like, it depends on so many different aspects of it. Yeah. So, so you all got to understand and... Just outline that, write it. I think one thing I actually was going to mention for sure that's important is having like a knowledge base. So instead of having a lot of different documents with different stuff, have a kind of like database or resource where you're going to go for all your information. Like, yeah. Or at least put all your information so you're like knowing what to do, all the different strategies for these different 
like a, a small campaign. You you might not be able to launch a campaign system, system like, like we talked about in the but beginning. But like a knowledge system, like, like where you could be about, yeah. all in one place because you're going to get sign up for too many accounts. You're going to be like, hey, what's this password for this account? Like, yeah. it's like Ron said, much, like, it goes like, all back to first episode we talked about in season two, having the system. So. Yeah, systemize it, everything. Exactly. Like, it's, it's easier on you, so. Yep. Well, I think that's pretty much it for today's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you got anything else you want to add on, Ron? Uh, no, just keep striving. Keep going for success. And <laughs> peace. Peace. <laughs>